Welcome to episode 43 of Parks and Rec, the podcast where we watch Parks and Rec with someone from Parks and Rec, all while getting Parks and Wrecked. I'm Joey. I'm Haley. Sean is here. And today's episode is season three, episode 11, Jerry's Painting, where just some terrific artwork from Jerry. We've seen it before. We get even more this episode. You're so good. Well done. Well done all around. And uh, Sean, we can have you hop right into uh, the episode. We're going to have a special guest a little later on. Daniel Barnes, CEO and founder of Treaty Oak Distilling, has some delightful little uh, profiles for us where he pairs all the different gins and whiskeys with Parks and Rec characters. I'm very excited. And so in honor, we are having the Treaty Oak family, the Ghost Hill, Sean Hill. Yeah. Bourbon oh. whiskey. Bourbon whiskey. <laughs> Ghost Hill Sean Hill, who is oh wait, I'll I'll let Daniel explain the uh Yes. The uh what's the word I'm looking for, how they are similar to the, the characters, characteristics, the liquor themselves. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um so yeah, jumping into the episode, we're skipping my uh anger at we'll, we'll <laughs> Game of it. Thrones fans. My fellow fans. I'm also a fan, but I'm, we're skipping that to the episode. What happens in the episode? The cold open is Ooh. Ben getting a concussion. <laughs> oh yeah, via Leslie scaring so him, good. which I do all the time. I will come up to a coworker who <laughs> I think has made eye contact with me. Apparently, they haven't, and then they turn and are audibly freaked out. I had someone tell me today, Joey, you scared me when I approached their desk from the front. I don't understand how. <laughs> I consistently do this, but apparently I'm a terrifying sight to behold. Poor, poor Ben. That looked like it hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hit his head into a cabinet. Immediate yeah. concussion. Yesterday, a baby was growling at me, and I was growling back at her. And then she went, oh, you scared me. And it was the cutest thing in the world. And so then we just continued it. And then every once in a while, one of us would say, oh, you scared me. Was this a baby you're babysitting? Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just Not a random baby. Random baby. baby. No, no. <laughs> I mean, I have growled at random babies before because they oh. like it. It's a thing that babies enjoy. But no, she was a baby I was babysitting. I make faces to babies at church. They are so confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what What's the, your go-to face? It's a cross-eyed, tongue-out. I made the face <laughs> for the And they're eye. like, wow. They're like... They look, they kind of look like got this curiosity we'll look on their the face. Tweet the emoji like, out. Does this person just do this? Or? Why are they doing this at me? Yeah. Shouldn't Why is that man's attention? eyes so cross-eyed? Yeah. They know the term cross-eyed. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like uh, Popeye's knows the term. I Oh, no. What? Oh, hold no. on, hold on. It's just, like, it's just like Popeye's knows the term bean blankets for tortillas. Last oh, episode. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, it's like that. Bean blankets. There's an art show going on, and it's and, a community art show. Yeah, and all the art, which I think this part is cool. All the art that was created by the community is going to hang in different government buildings and things like that. Yeah. And so, one of our favorite artists made a painting. His name is Jerry. What's Jerry's last name? Gergich. Gergich. You remember that. 
Jerry made a painting. <laughs> I didn't remember my that. hat's off to you. <laughs> <laughs> I doff my cap. Um, they're at the art show and they're looking at it. We can't see the painting yet, but um, I think Anne and Tom are looking at it and they're quite uh, shocked at what the painting is. Oh, sorry. I jumped all over the place. Before the, uh, before the show began, Ron had to give a speech because Leslie didn't want to. And begged Ron, <laughs> please, Ron, please, Ron, please, please, please. Ron, 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 please, yeah. Ron, Ron, please, Ron, please, Ron, please, Ron. And so many Rons. Yeah. And so uh, he gave a speech. On, he hates the government. So this was pretty much a speech of why is is the government owning painting? Like, why he, are we he didn't here? Understand. Why is the government involved? And lastly, why are artists painting landscapes when you could just go outside and be in nature? Yeah. I also liked his, uh, I forget the exact way he speech put is it. Done. But, well, speech is done. It's great <laughs> too. Um, but he says like, don't misconstrue my giving this speech as an interest of talking about art later and try to have a conversation <laughs> about it. Don't do it. <laughs> oh, and also uh, Chris Traeger set Ben up on a date. Yeah. Who we don't see. But it's really awkward because Leslie is also in the room. So and Chris puts Ben on speakerphone to talk with his date that he has no clue he was going to be on going on a date. And so it was an awkward start to the conversation. I think he asked, like, how are you? And Chris is like, Sparks flying. And well, Chris like side. introduces it. He, Chris is like, Hey, I have uh Ben here and then he's like, How are you? to her and then Ben's just like, Oh yeah, sorry about this. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, and then Chris is doing like a hand gesture up. Come on, come on, Ben. And then Ben says one thing. Oh, sparks are flying. (laughs) Okay, Chris, calm it down. Calm it down, Chris. Chris, you know who was annoying this episode? Not Leslie. It probably was Chris. Oh, Chris. Just kidding. It was Chris. Or Tom. Well, Tom. Tom a little bit, but. Tom a little bit, but Tom. We know why. Yeah. So this painting. (laughs) The painting, uh. They're like, Leslie, you need to come look at this. So Leslie comes and looks at it. She's like, oh, is that me? And we finally get to see a painting. It's a centaur of a female centaur. A centaur of a female centaur. Mm-hmm. It's a picture. <laughs> it's of a painting. A, a, a painting of a... You know, a female centaur. A, a, centaur. a, centaur. <laughs> a female centaur. With, with very with, similar characteristics to those of Leslie. No. To Leslie. Well... Her face, definitely. Yeah, not quite. The uh, she's topless, and so she has exposed breasts on centaur, um, which uh, as many centaurs do. Yeah. So at first, (laughs) she's just staring at it, and Jerry has also come over, and he's just staring at it, and we don't know what Leslie's thinking for a while. And Jerry explains it like, uh, you know, I just envisioned you know a powerful woman, and then he doesn't even realize that he painted Leslie's face until he looks really hard. It's like. I'm so sorry. But then Leslie's like gone, gone from like shock and awe to she loves it. And she gets this grin on her face. Because she was feeling, well, she and Anne were having a conversation before that. Like during lunch, there was like a light flickering and she didn't know how to change it. And uh, she was talking to Anne about how she wants to date Ben, but they can't date because Chris has this rule. And she wants to do something about it, but she feels really powerless. And so I think seeing herself as what was it Dionysus? What was, was that? Yeah, maybe. Okay. I don't anyway, know how to say it. The goddess 
depicted therein, um, seeing herself as that centaur made her feel really powerful. So she was all excited about it. Sorry, I'm getting a fraud alert. That is a fake fraud alert on my credit card. It's oh, not good. even real. People have stepped their games up, man. My credit card is fine. Don't worry. Um, I got the same thing. No. no. What? Does everybody got say, a call from does Sierra. Does it say Lo- this Yo? is a fake? It, no. It's, <laughs> it says, it says, uh, chase at online subject card block, card suspended, review immediately. Wants to click on this, this link that I've never seen before. And Chase has hit me up before when I've been like when someone's used it. This is not the number that has come. And they from. probably have an actual like logo or something. The number well, I guess starts not, with one. It's a text, the but. first of the seven digits, not the area code. The first of the seven digits starts with one. No phone number starts with one. Yeah, it's a scam. So it's fake. Anyways, yeah. Also, I want to see if there's a <laughs> phone number that starts with yeah. one. There shouldn't be one eight hundred. Yeah, okay, that. that's different. Um, 1877 cars for kids. Also, that's too many numbers. 1877. All right. Um, that's too many numbers. That's 13 numbers in your phone number. If you live in the ESPN radio, they have that commercial on all the time 1877 cars for kids. Uh, like, no matter how you're spelling <laughs> cars or kids, K is for both of them. And oh, yeah, they say that at the end. Not a Z. They? Yeah. Just spell it out K A R S cars for kids. We got way off track oh, here. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, it blows my mind. <laughs> I just typed in one eight seven seven, looking up a one, one number phone the, that starts with a one. The painting also features another prominent member from the Park Rec office. It is Tom Haverford, who is, uh, I guess, a little cupid. Uh, he's a cherub, yeah. A cherub. I learned that word one time, and it took me so long to remember it. So I'm very excited that's what a I get to use it. Yeah, like a little cupid, like a little angel baby. Um, I, we've got an answer courtesy of Reddit. This is from four years ago, so I assume it's still uh-huh. accurate. But uh, one is used to signify you're dialing a number outside of your area code. So if you type a one in first, then the phone system expects 10 numbers instead of seven. So that's why phone number doesn't start with a one. Good no, I'm fraud saying alert. like the good fraud alert, Sean. Right. So you are correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. It could yeah. not start with a yeah, one. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so Tom is not happy. Uh, is this the quote up the episode? Him not the Jay Z vibe. It was one of the two. Oh, yes, okay. <laughs> it's, they they happen concurrently, so we can just knock them both out here. Uh, or not concurrently, but like back to back. Leslie says, "What can't that centaur woman do except ride an escalator or drive a car?" And then Tom <laughs> is <laughs> Tom is upset about being a baby, so he goes, "In one brushstroke, Jerry has destroyed the Jay Z vibe. I have taken years to build up and replaced it with a brown baby vibe, which is not as cool a vibe." <laughs> <laughs> it's it was quite the adorable baby. For a second, I didn't recognize it as Tom. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's totally Tom." Mm-hmm. Sean recognized it as Tay Diggs instead. <laughs> no, that's what. That's what, yeah, <laughs> he was trying to get that out there to the world. He's not a on big the public brown record. baby. He's a short, slender man, like Tay Dix. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> uh, subplot is Chris, not Chris, Ben. Ben White is living in a motel still in Pawnee. He needs a roommate. He goes and he asks, who do he ask for? He asked Tom if Tom knew anyone who was looking for a roommate. And Tom got really excited. And he was like, how hot, how hot? And Ben was like, what are you talking about, dude? And he was like, how hot is the lady looking for a roommate? And Ben was like, oh, it's it's me. 
Yeah, and he's like, he's mad at him for le- making him let him letting leading him. him on yeah. to think it was a woman le- needing a roommate. It's like, no, I never, never said that. It's, it's me. And then d- I think he directs the him to Andy and April. Yeah, I think so. I think he's like, oh, I know someone who might be looking, and then cuts to the shoe shine booth where Andy and April are sitting. She's pretending to Reading, read a newspaper. Yeah. And he's just like talking. And he's like super excited that Ben has asked to be their roommate. Um, April's laying down some rules while speaking out the side of well, her you know, eye. Well, you know, Sean. Uh, oh, no. Uh, I did not listen to those <laughs> April rules. April does have some house rules. Uh, and that just happens to be our trivia of the episode, uh, which are April's seven house rules. There's seven of them. She mentions to Ben. Oh, okay. There's like, at some point, there's no TV on Tuesdays? Mondays? Kind of combining a couple. Well, there's no TV after breakfast. No TV after breakfast. No noise on Mondays? Correct. No noise on Mondays. No electricity. Which TV would would count. Yeah, no electricity after 6 p.m.? Correct. Um, But then Andy's like... There's four more, right? And Yeah, Andy thinks electricity is free. (laughs) He's like, like, you can use all the free electricity you want. He leaves the TV on because of... So the burglars don't rob his house, and that's an idea he came up with, and so he wants to patent it. <laughs> okay, so there's four more. Um, do the other ones have to do with cleaning or usage or I, living? I would say one is is related to uh, the no TV after breakfast, uh, and the other three are pretty different than the ones two i would say two are are you could have in the same topic i guess i don't know okay i'm not great <laughs> that was a helpful clue. one of them's let in me, another language let me think on it oh yeah if you talk to Sp- to me in spanish you have to use the form of usted. <laughs> usted. usted. yeah With the th love it um and usted? Yeah. Uh, what else? What else, Sean? Come on, Sean. I just remember Come the on. TV. Well, I didn't remember very well enough. <laughs> TV and electricity. No, you got it. Um, got it, girl. Something about the living room or no? Mm-mm. No? Oh, um, he can't use the front door. He has to go in through the back window. Very right. good. Nice. Not even a back door. <laughs> so yeah, he has to climb in. That's Give us a, another clue for one. Uh, one of them is I. Uh, they're both electronic related, actually. One of them we were talking about earlier in the show. Changing light bulbs and stuff. I a- lights after that. I I looked it up on the same device that we were talking about. A phone. Yes. Number. Yes. Phone numbers? No. No phone numbers allowed. No phones at the... He can't talk on the phone. Oh, yeah. Yes. He's not no allowed to talk on the phone. Yeah. 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 All right. Tell us the other ones because this is taking... The last one is if you ha- ever watch a sad movie, you have to wear oh, mascara, mascara so, so we can see, see if you cry. Whether or not you even cry. I, which I thought of Sean bawling uh, watching Coco on the airplane oh. as you've mentioned. <laughs> Did I mention that in the podcast? Yeah, yeah. I think so. How hard it was. At least was in tr- life. Yeah. Not to cry, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Ooh, that would hurt. If you, you ever tried so hard not to cry, like your face and your stomach <laughs> hurt, your chest? It's so happy. Good dinosaur and Coco. Those are the times. <laughs> good dinosaur? It's just like Lesser Lion King. Did my you cry sister was Lion watching King? Good Dinosaur. Did you see Good Dinosaur? Yes. Oh, yeah, we saw it. 
the whole time my mom was mad at us because the whole time I just kept going Lion King and so did Joey. No. And my it's mom just was like, like Avatar is Pocahontas. Yeah. Just in space. Think about it. Good God. dinosaur <laughs> is... Yeah. When well, he had to leave like, the little boy. It might as well be called the good lion. Aragon is Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. The little boy. When he, it's what, all the same. What was the little boy's name? We oh, don't remember. Uh, Spike. No. Yeah, something like that. When they finally found some humans. Oh, you're telling the whole plot. Who's going to watch Good Dinosaur? Who's not going to watch it? We just told you it's I Lion mean, it's King. Pretty, it's you pretty gotta low watch on it. the Pixar. Oh, he's got pole, a little paw print say. on the thing. The paw print part was cute. He didn't want to go back to the human. Oh, that hurt. Oh, it was hurting. Did you I'm, also yeah. watch that on an airplane? I was surround- <gasps> no, I was, we took, it was spring break. And oh, yeah. at work, we had a spring break camp. Uh, so I'm surrounded by kids. I'm one of the chaperones. And I have kids on both sides of me. And the kids love me. Mr. Sean, Mr. Sean. <laughs> and so I'm like trying to blame these allergies. Like that's no, a I joke see. nowadays. But yeah. I really did. I had allergies at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I sniffled. Sure, sure. <laughs> And oh. all the kids immediately. Oh, and like the the water, my eyes are water. I'm just trying to keep my eyes from blinking. <laughs> if I blink, there's going to be tears. Yeah. It's like, Mr. Sean, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing, nothing's wrong. Nothing, I have allergies. Nothing. Hush. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Hart, Mr. Hart. No. <laughs> I got I got called Kevin Hart over the weekend by some kids. They did not laugh because it wasn't a joke to them. They just all agreed <laughs> that I look like Kevin Hart. Look and sound or just look? Look and sound. Dang. I think when I get in a mood, yeah, I can sound like him. Oh, okay. <laughs> like right now when I'm using my hand to explain. Yeah, I can, I can hear it. the cadence. I can get his cadence. It's not on purpose. Right. It just happens. It's just a pattern that you're talking in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's okay. But I wasn't wearing masca- mascara, so nobody could tell. Well, thank goodness. <laughs> but thank with Coco, goodness. yes, they could. Oh, man. Oh, man. That was a Coco. rough plane trip. Coco. I mean, it was a fun plane trip. Where was where were you flying to? I was coming. I was going to Dominican Republic. Either going there or coming back. I hope coming back because I cannot take that emotional toll <laughs> pre a trip. I, I think I was coming back. Okay. Going to ruin back. the whole vacation. I, last plane trip I took was to Seattle. I watched uh, Wreck-It Ralph two. Ralph breaks the internet. Did not cry that one. No, it's good though. I like it. Yeah. I um, haven't seen the first one though. Oh, I haven't seen either. But I saw the second one twice now because I saw it the other day with my brother and sister and they liked it too. I did like the first one better. Oh, really? Yeah. I saw Detective Pikachu also did not cry. Uh, Oh, Mm -hmm. I need to watch that. Me too. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't know if this is every theater, but at the AMC movie theater, they gave me a little pack of uh, trading cards as well. I believe there are two in it. Pokemon opened it. Yeah. Trading cards. Okay. The the uh, usher said, he he like you know. Oh, he gave ripped, them to you. Ripped my ticket and then he's like, "Oh, these are for you." And pulled, like just reaches <laughs> into a box. Oh, you're seeing Pokemon. <laughs> Here you are, sir. How nice of him. Yeah. Very nice. Very pleasant. Today, I was actually talking with a coworker of mine about um the like short before the movie. Oh, dang. Oh, Inside Out. That's the I Lava You one. Aww. And how sad that one is. And, and also how sweet it was. Yeah. That one's real cute. Ugh, that was a heart wrencher. They all are. Yeah. Well, some of them, like the guy playing chess one, I'm like, okay, cool. You're playing chess. You know, some of them are not 
Like but this chess one, is a metaphor for No, home. I know. But this one I was just like, uh, the whole time, you know? Do you remember the lady whose uh, son was a dumpling? Do you remember that one? Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then he, but, and, but then he what? And then it was like, oh. He came back. It's a circle. When I yeah. studied abroad in They're China, cute. I bought a uh, shorts. It's like a Disney Pixar shorts from, I mean, this was like 2009. So it was, yeah, it was every short from whenever the first one was 95 for Toy nice. Story to 2009. Probably, I don't think that's an actual thing. I think this is just sort of like a bootlegged thing that yeah was in some random Chinese store. And it's great. It's just all the shorts. It's like, you don't have to sit through Cars 2. It's like there's no You just pants. see the best short. You know, shorts are shorter than pets. That's why they call them shorts. Correct. Who said this? <laughs> it's Simpsons. It must be, right? No, it's Impractical no? Jokers. Uh, it's Q. Well, they're being tailors. Oh. I guess talking about pants and then he educates so, yeah, them on shorts. On there, yeah. Right or the left? <laughs> so just to be clear, uh. we're talking about an actual sword. <laughs> um, okay. What was the last one? That was that was it. No, I thought there was one more. No, no he said it. You got four ish, four and a half, five of them. We got all of them, I guess. Two. Mascara. <laughs> what was Sean the other got the one last one just us? now. <laughs> no personal phone conversations. No, he said that one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. nice. I told you more. the Thed one. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that was what all else? of them. What else happened? Uh, so he agrees to move in, and then they're like. That kinda, day, in fact. Yeah. They're trying to act all they as in Andy and April, like all maniacal. Like, see, the the secret to getting a roommate or something like that is to make him pay more rent than he's supposed to. Without realizing it. Yeah. And, oh, my God. They walk into their place. There's trash everywhere. There's no furniture. And Ben is like, I was just here three weeks ago. I guess he had another roommate. And he moved out. And he took all the shit. And Burley. Burley took all the dishes, the couch, all this stuff, because it, it was all his. And he also was in charge of cleaning up. There's trash everywhere. Ben walks in and steps on something, and it, it won't get off his foot. It's making all this noise. And they also tried to fry marbles to see if the smoke yeah. alarm worked. Yeah. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, excuse me, guys. I just ate a lot of chili. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Pardon me. Uh, <laughs> happened to have consumed some chili. Struggling to speak. Um, <laughs> there's a pound of meat. Dude, you, you had all of it? <laughs> you don't have to answer. <laughs> yeah. Your face says it all. <laughs> Does it? Um, it's a, it's well. a face of guilt. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben, you know, it's, you can tell he's reconsidering his options, but he has no other options. So he's going to have to stay there. Uh, so he's gonna teach him. They're gonna teach him how to be adults. They don't want to be adults. Being adults is boring. They write though. So that's April. Yeah, being an adult is boring. Oh, I mean, it's, there's some fun times. Yeah, there's fun times. Oh, okay, good. The it's responsibility being a kid. Yeah, being a kid. Although I don't know, man. School. I remember like really disliking school sometimes. But probably but like, not as much as the kids like that would like actively driving skip, places. You know? Do okay. I like driving? Please? Senior year of high school. Being able to drive. <laughs> oh, senior year. That's, that's where what's it's up. at. Okay. Because we're already in college and you're just like, <laughs> I can't mess this up. Oh, Kicks you've feet up on accepted. desk. Yeah. You can still be. Can, I know. Yeah. That was the 
hey, if you're out there listening and you think that once you're accepted, <laughs> you can't, like, they can't take it back. That is not true. The dean's always out they to get you. They can still kick you out <laughs> later. Because that's also a real thing that movies and TVs teach us. The dean always wants you to not have fun. Oh, yeah, fun. the dean. Classic like dean. movie trope. Definitely. It's like any movie trope where there's like a high school or college, a mostly dean. college kid, I guess. Yeah. Like Van Wilder. Oh, you know, like it's the dean is holding him back. He's been in school for seven years and now the dean says he has to graduate. Yeah. Like on else. Scream Queens when Jamie Lee Curtis is the dean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she has to scream. No. Oh, like Halloween? There's a yes. serial killer. Oh, mm-hmm. and she's screaming because of that. Um, I mean, everyone is because it's a serial killer and it's killing people from a particular sorority primarily. So they're the Scream Queens, I guess. I don't know. There's two seasons. I don't remember. Oh, so not a movie. It's a show. No, no, it's a show. That's Sean Fox, Emma Roberts. It also has, yeah, it has a lot. Oh, how do you know all these things? Emma Roberts is in um, some American Horror Stories seasons and some other things. She's like a skinny blonde girl. Daughter of Yulia Roberts. No. She's like the Yulia? niece or something. Oh, niece she's of not, Yulia Roberts. Yeah, she's in some way related to Julia yeah. Roberts. Maybe. But she's not her daughter. Aunt. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Back aunt. at the uh, art show. Oh, we had a brief Anne appearance. But back at the art show. making fun of Tom. Um, and she... Oh, wait. She was at the beginning somewhere. Who? Just chopping it up with Leslie. and. Oh, she was eating carrots. Yeah, that's whenever they were talking about oh, how yeah, powerless yeah, yeah, yeah. she right. was. Yeah, there was um, Back at the office, um, our favorite. What's her name? What would I call her? What Miss Langman Langford? Oh, Marsha Langman Langman from the Society for Family Stability Foundation. <laughs> She's back. She's a protagonist. This this witch, no antagonist. This, this this unless you're rooting for literature for uh, censorship. Yeah. yeah. She uh, <laughs> she is not having it with this painting. It's it is uh, obscene. It is uh, their breasts on it. Their breasts on it. Yeah, female breasts on the thing. Just out in the she open. She wants it destroyed. So she calls a meeting with uh, Leslie and Chris. Chris makes no promises, but he said we'll come to a solution. Shakes her hand. She leaves. It's like you got to do something about this, Leslie. So Leslie decides. To go on your herd with Purd, and <laughs> Haley makes the uh, ear noise. Those Purd ear. mugs are great. <laughs> <laughs> They're very good. Talk and Purd and Leslie are talking about the painting. They got the uh, breast black barred out, um, but he's he's still impressed because he do can you, see them. Are you? I uh, this is a very random aside, but do you prefer if you're going to see like nudity on a show, but it's it's censored? Are you a fan of black bar or of pixels? The pixels. We get both pixels. I uh, on Freaks and Geeks, there's an episode where Sam, some say my doppelganger, John Francis Daly, Baby Sweets, Baby Sweets from Bones. Well, he's Sweets and uh, Bones. He's Sweets and Bones. He's Baby yeah. Sweets and more than and Andrew Luck. No, I get Andrew Luck more frequently, but especially if now, if I'm shaven, yeah, yeah, <laughs> if I'm shorn, then I I might get John Francis Daly, but no one ever says I sound like Andrew Luck because he sounds like Frankenstein's monster. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes I I get mistaken for him. So, Sweets, Sam, in an episode, he 
uh, not to spoil it because we still need to watch Freaks and Geeks, and that'll be our our side uh, side hustle podcast. On that, will be a Freaks side and Geeks recap. Podcast. There's only 18 <laughs> episodes. It's fine. It's easy. Yeah, it's real short. Uh, just one season, and uh, without spoiling too much, there's a scene where a character is naked, and they do like a comical, like large blue circle as the <laughs> as sensor? the sensor, and it's delightful because it's like. Very much like bigger than it needs to be, but it's like, I don't know. I thought it was very funny. I can't remember. It's like running throughout the hall. Aha. And it's like, oh, it's a character running? No. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know yeah. why I thought it was a poster or something. No. Okay. No. Um, per what heard? Uh, you heard what heard <laughs> <laughs> with Leslie. They're talking about the painting. Uh, heard Papley. <laughs> also, uh, Leslie's feeling very empowered by this painting. Um, she's. She ordered a dude to change the light bulb. So he's changing the light bulb. He's struggling. It's just taking a little longer than it is. Just put the light bulb in there and turn it. <laughs> and she's like, when you're done, uh, fix the printer. He's like, I've never fixed the printer. Like, she learn. just says, learn. Like, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, Leslie's empowered now. She's, you know, she's a goddess. And talking about this painting, how artful it is. Well, Perd also brings on a poor star. A adult film actress. Brandy Max. Her name is Brandy Max. Four X's. Um, I've never seen her before, so I don't think she's a real porn star. <laughs> well, she's only been doing it know. for one year. <laughs> so she's had, what, she's been filming for one year, has 200 movies or something like that? 2,000 films. 2,000? <laughs> That's what I thought they said. Oh, yeah. I thought it said which, like 214. Which the, uh, the math on that is about five and a half films a day. <laughs> she's just yeah. been doing it for a year, so. Yeah. All in a day's I thought work. it was two hundred. That's crazy. Was, I thought it was more than two thousand. I, I heard two. Th- oh, okay, Dang. we'll, we'll go say. back. Oh, you heard two thousand. All right. I heard two hundred. Oh yeah, me too. I heard two. Oh. No, that was wrong. Oh, no, she would no, not no. be a very no. good. No. Perk um, was impressed. He was like, "Yeah, good career." <laughs> Some of your films, Perd, which are good. <laughs> Perk uh, asked the porn star, "Is this art or is this porn?" And then she goes. She kind of doesn't answer that question. She basically just says. She thinks people should be allowed to have sex wherever they want, whenever yeah. they want, out in public if they want to. Did she say what she does is art? Yeah, like she said what Leslie and I both do is art. Oh, yeah, and what Leslie they both like, do. Like- well, hold on a second. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was 200 films. Mm. My apologies. Yeah. Not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> should be. Um, yeah. And then she keeps looping herself in with Leslie, and Leslie's kind of trying to create a distinction between, well, I am a a person in the government and this is a painting that's not me that we're talking about um so yeah and then he someone asked like when does the art turn into porn he's like when the penis goes in that was her response well no (laughs) he said how leslie says what does she say she says how do you know when it's porn she she references the i i the obscenity like statement that we we're talking about, well, I guess that we'll we'll right. hear later in the episode, but where it's uh, a senator was like, I I can't define obscenity, but I know it when I see it, or like pornographic right. content. So yeah. Leslie quotes that, and then he asks, "Is her name Brandy?" He asked Brandy, and she she said, "You know, it's porn when the penis goes in," which is like and then, what? They, <laughs> and then everyone's just looking around. <laughs> it cuts away. Cuts away back to our favorite married couple, Andy and April. 
and they're still a mess. They're eating. They're eating breakfast on frisbees. Breakfast chili. Breakfast turkey chili. Oh, just sorry, like Sean. Turkey chili. Uh, Except oh, lighter. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> they split it. They didn't all eat it all in one setting. But they were sharing a fork. They were sharing a plastic fork because. Whoever their roommate was took the dishes. Which is somehow worse than like a metal fork. Yeah. You know? Especially when you're having chili and it's like staining the fork <laughs> as you're taking bites and then you're just passing it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. They're married. It's fine. And didn't they say they well, just yeah, got some fine. money and they spent it on an Xbox? And yeah. more Frisbees. They told yeah. Ben, because Ben is like, I might have to go. Because oh, it gave him, yeah, some rent. Yeah. And, and so they he, said, you can't. We already spent your money. And so... uh Ben pays him again in advance and gives him a list to go to Bed Bath and Beyond and buy some things like he should give them the coupons too, the 500 coupons you'll get. Oh, they maybe they haven't year. gotten them in the mail yet because oh, they probably haven't set up their address. They have like well, coupons by the, the cash freezer. register. They can just, you know, scan them. Mike, that's been a while since I've been in Bed Bath and Beyond. I need to go back. We should go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, gives him a list to go to Bed Bath and Beyond and get a bunch of stuff like some oven mitts and some more adult things but when Andy and April walk in they look at the list and they're walking around and they see the as seen on TV aisle and they go crazy there's a marshmallow shooter there's I mean that does look pretty cool there's a shake weight yeah there's, there's shake weight and the total body gym or the gym thing where you do pull-ups on magic bullet yeah lots of other there's things some re- why isn't this trivia yeah why isn't this trivia there's some bend down and reach I knew it you thing. knew it bend right. over and get it <laughs> Classic mm-hmm. by Joseph Kersey. <laughs> uh, and Find they're going crazy just putting everything into the iTunes. into the uh, shopping cart. And then Andy's like, no, we have to get what Ben said. And April's like, that's boring. And she's so sad. And she's so that's sad. Boring. And then Andy's like, oh, you best believe I'm going to get that marshmallow shooter still and shoot you in the face when you sleep. And so she smiles and then they get real things. And the marshmallow shooter. And then it goes back to Leslie. Mm-hmm. And, the, oh, they, there's a hearing. There's a hearing over the painting. I don't see why they just can't give the painting away to somebody. But no, right. there's a hearing over the painting to destroy the painting. And so Marsha's there. And Leslie and Tom are there. And, like, I forgot the group's name, but it's... Leslie was super confident about it because a bunch of art hippies. She's like, oh, they're going to think this painting's great. I think it was just the Pawnee Art Committee. Yeah, but she does like an acronym for it. But, or something. I don't know what it was. Yeah. yeah. But she thinks she's got it in the back. She's going to win her argument because they all love art. And Tom starts first. He hates the painting because he's the little baby at the top with the pot belly. And so Tom sits down. And then <laughs> big, the big brown baby <laughs> is talking about himself. <laughs> He's gesturing to the painting. Oh yeah, I laughed that loud. Um, Leslie he did it again just now. <laughs> Leslie uh, presents her case. Starts off with the great uh, "Good afternoon" and "Good art," which draws quite the chuckle. And they love from it. And then she kind of looks at Marsha. Yeah, Marsha, Marsha, Yeah. And we're uh, just like, whatever. This is a very side uh, side reference, but we were at the Dukeman Winery in Driftwood, Texas, and they had uh, the like different descriptions for the different wines. And I liked one of them was uh, for the Trebbiano, which has been the Jan Brady of the Dukeman lineup for far too long. 
because the Vermentino wine is their most popular wine. So it's always just Vermentino, Vermentino, Vermentino. And I thought that was a clever way to describe wine. Sorry for that build up. <laughs> the look on Haley's face right now. It's, <laughs> it's your fault for saying Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. That was Sean. Oh, was Sean yeah. saying Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I. Yes, I'm in the middle. Have you seen the Brady Bunch movie? I have not. Oh, you? Yes. Good. We watched it over oh. Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This past um, Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah. Sean, we got to show you. Randomly, we... It's pretty great. Didn't have anything going on one day. <laughs> and <laughs> Joey, yeah. Was, was it you or Elizabeth who wanted to put it on? I mean, probably both of us. Yeah. We both enjoy it. I fell asleep. I took a it's nap during part Gary of it. Cole. I was very tired that day. I can't remember who the mom is. Carol. Brady. Well, yes. Yeah. But you were talking about the actress, right? Yeah. Shelly Long, I think. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Anyway, continue, Sean. Marsha didn't even have to say anything. And so Leslie just gives her presentation. It's like, all right, you're done. And then they come to their conclusion. And they said, yep, we got to destroy the painting. And Leslie's like, why? What? It's art. And it's like, yeah, but it's uh, got exposed breasts. So that's that. So Marsha's all gloating outside. She's like. Um, and Leslie is kind of like. Okay, Marsha, I get it. You won. But hey, this painting means a lot to me. I really care about it. Why don't I just take it home and I'll just keep it in my house? And Marsha just kind of laughs and she's like, oh, it's going to burn in public and then it's going to burn in hell. Yeah. Let me and go it, grab my car. Yeah. She asks if where she can get her parking, uh, valid, parking validated. Leslie doesn't know. She's like, well, so you stay here and I'll go get my car and I'll just back it in. And you'll put it in? And Leslie just... Yeah, uh you'll do that? You'll do <laughs> that? We'll uh, drop the painting in? And uh, so Leslie, while Marsha, you know, goes to walk to the car, Leslie just takes off with the painting. Ends up <laughs> taking it over to Andy and April's place where Andy and April aren't there. They're out shopping. And Ben is just there, well-dressed. And he, he doesn't explain why he's dressed. He's supposed to go on a date with the, whoever Chris hooked him up with also thank you for not being that kind of friend to me where y'all just call people <laughs> and set me on up speaker on speakerphone well yeah. you know sean <laughs> no, just, oh no <laughs> i got i've had plenty of friends that said oh sean i'm gonna set you up with this person i was like please don't um but you have to have a date where you're back to back in like two different booths and you can only communicate like mm-hmm. while looking forward <laughs> What is this from? Like you know, like when show? when people are meeting each other, but like trying to be discreet oh, about it. Like if they're and you're like, like in your own booth, yeah. So you have to be in your own. But booth. why would they're they be doing a date like this? Back. I don't know. Make it fun. Oh, okay. Do they know like, they're on a date with the person was, behind? I thought I you were going for like the Ron and Tammy we'll from. Like, oh, that could, yeah, yeah. That could do it too. <laughs> so that's where I thought you were going with this. That's probably a better reference. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway. Uh, so the paintings brought in and the, uh, the, the flames are, are, I don't know. How do I explain this? Ben and Leslie got something going on, but they can't express it cause it's against the rules. And so they are suppressing it heavily. And Leslie is much like Sean with the chili right now <laughs> is yeah. the least appreciate, appreciate. subtle in being like, Oh, it's a painting. It's just me as a centaur. It's nude from the top up and she's like you don't have to look at it it's fine and yeah because it's from like chris. facing the wall so you can't she gets chris, a call from chris and she's like oh I'm i have sorry, to take this andy, and she runs in the other room andy uh first thinks the back of the no, painting is the 
Oh, when well, when Leslie's talking about the painting, and he's like, "Oh, I see it. Like it's very, very subtle, <laughs> like, very simple. simple." Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "No, that's the back, Andy." <laughs> he's like, "Oh." Well, oh. anyway, so while she's on the phone with Chris, Ben pretends he's looking at something on the wall, and <laughs> and like casually strolls over to where the painting is and takes a little quick peek, turns away quickly, and then does it like he two didn't more times. Him, he wasn't good enough. He didn't. I don't think he fully saw what he wanted yeah, to see. Yeah. So then he like fully went over and kind of tilted see that back big brown baby. and was like, "All yeah. right," and then like walked away. I mean, he didn't say "all right." He did. It was with his face. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just like when Leslie says "nah, fam" in previous episodes, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, she does. She did. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, they're chatting and then Chris is very upset that Leslie took the painting. Oh yes. He doesn't like to be upset. I don't think if we've ever seen a Chris Chris's upset. angry angry heart rate is 45 beats per minute. Uh, and the His average adult male's or adult person's resting heart rate is 60 to 100 yeah. beats per minute. So even furious Chris is still only like 75% of the yeah. slowest average person. <laughs> yeah. Chris is furious. <laughs> so, so then Andy and April get there. They're looking at the painting. They're both like, like oh, what are y'all doing here? I would tap that. Yeah. And then Ben just makes kind of like a non, you're like, oh yeah, you know, you're thinking it too, Ben, but he doesn't commit. Only Andy and April. Commit. He hasn't fully seen the painting yet. He's only seen it like, oh no, they of, all three watched, looked at it. No, that time. I thought he only saw it when she turned it around to take it out. He was like, oh, okay. Yeah. He gets like the full, I think he saw it. He just didn't want her to know how much he was looking. So he like looked away when she was taking it. Yeah. So it's gone. They have to take it back to work. Right. Leslie brings it into the office. Oh, and as Leslie leaves, Chris, uh, not Chris, uh, Ben, it's like, what did y'all buy? And he pulls out the marshmallow gun and just shoots him with it. And so many times. Ben's, Ben's <laughs> not making any movement. He's just sitting there just like. And he's like, does this answer your question? <laughs> he's like, no. <laughs> and then he starts shooting him again. <laughs> and it's like, well, did you buy. <laughs> what is it? Plates? Yeah. Or did you buy like any dishes? He's like, oh, dishes. <laughs> yeah. Shoots him again. Um, next day, next morning. We're, we're able to confirm he did buy dishes because he brought his dishes to work. It's eating a bowl of cereal, I guess. Mm -hmm. This is Andy eating a bowl of cereal at a shoe shop. And Ben walks up like, uh, no dishes at work. Which Andy thinks is a joke. Yeah, he's like, no, I'm serious. (laughs) Don't bring your dishes to work. Uh, They bring the painting back. Jerry's like, oh, Leslie, why'd you bring the painting back? This is like, oh, I got to destroy it. It's obscene. And then... Who gets the ideas? One, a light well, bulb goes off in one of their heads. Jerry says to her, oh, man. And she's like, what? And he says, well, that seems like a thing that I would have done. But I said, bring it back. Yeah. But Leslie, I thought you would have really taken a stand about this or something like that. And then Leslie's like, aha. And she's yeah. like, Jerry, come with me. And they run off. Yeah. And then the next scene. Next scene, they're... Marsha's Marcia coming. And... Is it Marsh? It's just Marsha right there, just in the office. Yeah. They're not in Chris's office. And Leslie's like, "All right, here it is." And they pull out the cover, and the centaur's face has changed. Oh, the whole body has changed. Well, the upper body. The centaur is now ripped in its male, and that's the face of Tom. Tom is loving this. Uh, <laughs> and there's no cherub. New painting. Yeah, they edited it. Oh, they make you think they edited it. Ooh. Uh, and Marsha suddenly has no problem with it. Yeah, and so she just leaves. No, it doesn't say anything. It just like walks off, which is, uh, I think we'll get into a little later with our special guest, how, how sexist that is. Yeah. Even though 
I guess with Marsha though, it's still sexist. Like like oh, we can have a picture with the guy shirt off, but not with the girl shirt oh, off. Oh yeah, it's um, it absolutely is. But and at she the... then she only had a problem with the girl one and not the guy one. Right. She's not repping for the team here, the women team. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, not at all. Good clarification. Well, <laughs> when they were at the like review thing where they were talking about it, his final say was like. Well, the painting has nipples in it, so we can't have it up. Pretty sure this painting still has nipples in it. Male nipples. Fun fact, guys have nipples too. What? Yeah. So his ruling still stands of there are nipples in this painting. I wonder how Marsha would have felt uh, if Oren's painting was at City Hall, which is just Oren standing (laughs) in front of a canvas. A giant white canvas. just (laughs) And Ron going, son, you forgot to do a painting. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, creepy! I forgot about Orin. Orin was in this one, um, and so it turns out that they Jerry did not edit the painting. He just painted a whole another picture in like ten and, minutes. Yeah, like the the old one is still in Leslie's office, and she's now uh, flanked on both sides, just giving a wry smile to the camera. Uh, by, she's so happy. Yeah, that she got away with it. And oh, and she makes a quote. She's like. Some gods, oh, what was it? It's like some gods do are gods of love, some are gods of war, some are tricky gods, and she just kind of gestures to both. I don't think that was the exact quote, but I yeah. thought it was cute. And then everything was so cute in this ep- episode, according to Andy, about April's behavior. Ooh, yeah, everything she does is cute, cute, isn't it? Ben's like, I don't think you understand what cute means. <laughs> <laughs> Our hot closing, uh, what's the name? <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Which was my favorite, the hot closing. Damn it. Uh, Gail, which is Jerry's wife, is very jealous, apparently, of Jerry's paintings. So Leslie is talking to Gail for Jerry while Jerry's in the office explaining, like, hey, me and Jerry, we don't have anything going on. Um, it was just a nice painting, I swear. Like I he, didn't model he, for it. He only loves you. And I guess she, you know, accepts that. Gail accepts that. The next thing you see is Tom on the phone talking with Gail. Like, Gail, I swear, you know, Jerry's not gay. We're we're not into each other. He just made a great painting. Uh, We don't have anything going on. And it's because he had to explain to uh, Gail why he made a picture of Tom, too. That's a centaur. Super sexy centaur. This chili that I'm sitting on is great, guys. (laughs) Sean is literally sitting on a pile of chili. Uh, you're feeling great. You went to Domino's. It's quite wonderful. Yeah, none of us are feeling great. I. But what happened at feeling Domino's? Good, feeling great. Oh yeah, the, this isn't. I, I don't know how well this will translate, but uh, I get there and uh, one of the catch. So we're just picking up pizza to go. It's Domino's right by the house. Uh, the there's three people in line, but the one person that's at a cash register that could help us is on the phone trying to explain to someone that basically that they messed up their online order. And like, that's why the cost was because like they entered something in wrong. They were like trying to use a coupon, but I guess they ordered it like without using the coupon. And we're now confused why their price was it. And this poor woman was just repeating like the same stuff, like four or five times of like, like I don't control the online thing. Like, you know, we can fix it if you come here, but like, for a delivery, we couldn't fix it. You have to, you know, you have to come in the server. And the guy who's in front of me is like, that's like way too friendly 
guy who just seemed like he was thrilled to just get out of the house and like chat with some people <laughs> pretends to shoot himself with a diet coke that he's picked up it's like ah you know i empathize with you then he's turning to me and he's like ah geez you know people and i'm like uh yeah that yeah that's rough (laughs) and then fortunately i another woman came over and was able to take our orders uh via another credit card machine but he I, when she rang him up, she said his total, you know, like $21 or whatever. And he's like, what? No, that's not it. I want to argue. And he's like, you know, making a big joke. And the woman gives him a polite laugh. Uh, and then <laughs> and then she asks, she's like, she's like, oh, uh, she's like, you haven't paid for that Diet Coke, have you yet? And then she's like, okay, so let me add that in. And then he's like, ah, oh. he's like, it, it was wrong. And she's like, yeah, it was just backwards. So now you pay more. And he was just like, ah. You got me. And then I'm like, oh my God, consent. Can, just can, fucking get home. I just want my pizza. Yeah, I just want to go home. And then uh, she took mine separately while he was still putting his card in. And he was so busy being a ham that he didn't notice for like 12 seconds a that ham. the card was saying, take your card like, out. And it was doing the annoying beep. Remove your card. And I'm just card. like, sir. And he like, it took him a while. And then he, he was like, oh, <laughs> like it just like dawned on him. What's that sound? <laughs> Bless you. Thanks. Who's that Pokemon? But yeah, so that was the that was the Domino's experience. Um and I would recommend, I guess. It was great. You would I, recommend that experience? Yeah, why not? Okay. It's fun to to mix it up sometimes. Um this is a an unrelated Domino story, but I guess years ago when I signed up for Domino's uh rewards, it was um <laughs> I signed up as Joseph Currency. And oh, no. have never changed it. So <laughs> I'll go in and I'll be like, oh, picking up for Joseph. And usually it's like no issue. But sometimes one time a guy was so excited. He's like, is your last name actually currency? That's so cool. And I was like, oh, you're going to see when I give you my credit card right now that no, it is not. No, but... they never look at credit cards. Oh, so I disappointed him. Stars lost. That's what made Sean mad this week. I was very sad. Stars are a hockey team of the professional version from the city of Dallas. <laughs> yes. Of the professional version. <laughs> Excellent. Also, uh, that Kawhi buzzer beater, Sean. Kawhi not. Kawhi not. Yes. <laughs> we can link to Kawhi being a fun guy. I, we've alienated all the non-sports fans yep. in our audience, which are uh, numerous. So mm-hmm. without much more further ado, we had a special guest this week. Daniel Barnes, CEO and founder of Treaty Oak Distilling, came on to chat a little Parks and Rec, a little bourbon, a little gin, a little deliciousness all around. So, little women's empowerment. Yes. I'm a fan. I wanted to give him an applause, but then it would have went over badly through the phone and through the microphone. So, I did not. I clapped in my head. We can add some applause in, okay. in post production. All right, so here's our chat with Daniel. I uh, started up Treaty Oak Distilling, oh gosh, about 13 years ago now. Um, you know, came from very humble beginnings where we kind of bootstrapped it with my uh, father-in-law and I starting things. Um, you know, he made all of our original stills and fermentation equipment, including running said still over a turkey fryer, about as humble and redneck as you could get for a beginning. Wow. And then, uh, you know, just continued to grow the company. We bought a... 30-acre ranch out here in Dripping Springs about five years ago and moved our operations here and are now focused on our bourbon production and gin line. 
Awesome. And Haley and I have been out to the distillery, and it's gorgeous. We love it. Sean will get there someday. Oh, outstanding. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> now, Daniel, I hear that you have developed some uh, Parks and Rec-related sort of character profiles for the different offerings from Trudy Oak. Is this true? <laughs> that is true. I thought that would be some kind of a fun associative learning for us to, to step through. Some of the things that, uh, that we've worked on at Treaty Oak and, you know, I've, I've got to give do a close friend of mine, Mossy Castro, that kind of turned me on to this. But a lot of the thought process is helping people think through flavors and think through what they're tasting in a different way because we have a pretty limited vocabulary when it comes to how we talk about flavor and taste. Um, I kind of liken it to if you were looking at all the different things that you can see and for texture, for color, for shape, you had a total of seven words. Um, yeah, our, our world would feel pretty simplified and difficult to communicate about. So I like going through and uh, relating some of our brands to some various characters from the show would be a, a fun way to go about that. Yeah, it sounds great. Which one do you want to get started with? Well, we'll start off with the uh, we'll start off with the gin portfolio. So we do uh, three different gins. All of our gins are done under the Waterloo name. Uh, cool story with it is that Waterloo is the original name of Austin, Texas. So there are some kind of like deep rooted naming um, areas that we went after with that, and it also has some ties back into London, obviously, as an ode to the appreciation of the traditional London dry gin that Waterloo number nine, our uh, flagship gin comes from. And the way we look at Waterloo number nine is it's uh, in a lot of ways, it's the glue that holds it together. It's a, uh, it's kind of the vodka pays the bills version of our, for our company. Um, you know, we're the, the most decorated American made gin out there. So delicate, yet kind of strong willed with many different la- layers and still, very powerful at the 94 proof. And I felt like the, uh, of course the star Leslie Nope was the closest version to Waterloo number nine. Continuing under the, uh, the Waterloo, uh, series that we've got, we have our Waterloo antique, which is a, uh, roughly about a two year age on our Waterloo gin. Um, most of your aged gins are more barrel rested. So it's just a few weeks or, at most a couple of months that they spend hours since that full two years. So in a lot of ways, more of like a, like a bourbon drinking style of gin, uh, very dark, somewhat brooding, but eventually it's, you know, really deep with a very quality product. And I thought April Ludgate was the natural fit for the antique there. We like that one. We just saw, uh, we we just met Oren for the first time and I, on the show, yeah, on the show. And he's, He's, he, I feel like he, uh, he'll he bring out even some more broodiness in April, so I'm excited. <laughs> That's phenomenal, man. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we have our, our Waterloo Old Yopon, um, which was at first considered to be a temporary addition to the portfolio, kind of a, um, you know, kind of a character that wouldn't stick around very long. But as it turned out, it was something that we had a really good response to, very different and offbeat. Um, but something you kind of relate to and, and, you know, the more time you spend with it, the more natural it comes with the different flavors of the Kaffir Lime Zest and the, uh, the Yopon Hollybush that's in that. And, uh, that reminded us quite a bit of the, 
the lead singer of is it is it Mouse Rat or Rat Mouse? Or Mouse Andy Rat. Dwyer? Mouse Rat, we love it. I was guessing Andy Dwyer. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then as we kind of dove into our whiskey selection, again we've got kind of a a troika of different ones to look there. You know, first off is our Red Handed Bourbon. That was our first whiskey release. The whole story with Red Handed is that it's a uh, it's a sourced bourbon and. The story is one of transparency. So with Red Handed, it was all about telling the truth, being very upfront with what we're doing with our process with it, with where the bourbon comes from, who made it, how long it's been aged, and just giving everybody, you know, everything there is. So being honest and upfront, just always there with really good character behind it. And we felt like that was obviously Ann Perkins. Sean's favorite. Oh, so that's going to be my favorite. On... <laughs> <laughs> my face, nice. You know, the red-handed rye was one that uh, it was a very entrepreneurial undertaking. Um, you know, bringing in some some Canadian rye, Canadian-made rye, um, but stuff that is very unique, very refined taste. But you know, the story behind it is a little bit difficult. But we felt as though uh, Tom Haverford was a very Good fit with red-handed rye on his good days. Once you get to know him, <laughs> and then uh, of course my uh, my favorite product, my favorite character is our Ghost Hill Bourbon. It uh, says a lot in very few words, which kind of gives it away, and it's devoted its life to the wood and what the aging experience means. And honestly, is our version of whole assing one thing with our <laughs> grain to glass bourbon, and that would be a Ron Swanson comparison there. Excellent whole assing reference. So that, <laughs> that, that kind of sums up our current brands. I've got I've got a few bonus ones here from some Ooh. of our previous releases and other things that we've done. So uh, back in the day, we actually had a uh, a sweet tea vodka called Graham's Texas Tea that we made, and uh, you know Graham's Texas yeah. Tea was a great product. It uh, when you first would try it. It was, uh, you know, seemed very sweet, very innocent, but uh, we learned very quickly a lot of us that it's it's hard and is legit crazy. So that reminded us of Ron's ex-wife, Tammy Swanson, in a certain way. When are we bringing that back? That sounds delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I think it should return at some point, man. We'll, uh, we've actually done some work on kind of some variations on a gin front and some things like that. So I think that. Uh, There'll be another life for it. Um, you know, also in the vodka line, um, there's Starlight Vodka, which was our, our vodka line, and it's it's gone now. We uh, we had an unfortunate situation where there was a Starlight wine, and uh, the name couldn't work out for us on the Starlight Vodka. Um, but, you know, we've always kind of thought about getting back into vodka, and I actually caught myself saying the other day that I can't explain it, but I know it when I see it. See it, and that reminded me of Brandy Max because of the the, uh, the Leslie quote about pornography. So I thought that that was an interesting way to tie in uh, Starlight Vodka. I remember that uh, that quote from from my studying uh, journalism in college and getting always getting the uh, the like indecency or obscenity. It's like I know it when I see it. I had to quote that several times, so I appreciate it getting a nod. Very cool, man. And that, that, that was that was a requote from a senator. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. I'm blanking on what case it is now. I studied it so much, but 
I am too, nah. man. I apologize. <laughs> My history teacher would be so disappointed uh, in me. Yeah, we, 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 had a, we had a pineapple brandy that we tried to make. Um, this pineapple brandy never actually made it to market. Um, the product ended up being honestly pretty offensive and pretty bad <laughs> once, once, once we got to it. We thought we'd done some good research and worked on it pretty hard, but it was just not, uh, not, not right, man. Um, it kind of lacked the, uh, the taste-izzle and body-izzle that we had hoped for. Um, and kind of the failed scheme reminded me a lot of, is it, is it John Raphael? Is that right? The, uh, the friend of Tom? Yeah. John Raphael. The worst! if you get little Sebastian in, so love to hear it. <laughs> but that's, that's all I've got on that front. So this, this, this took an inordinate amount of time and debate amongst our staff and heavy lifting from everyone. So <laughs> this was a fun project to get our team involved in. Man. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad everybody got in the loop on that. We're excited. Um, we'll have to come visit you and then we can figure out who uh, Donna and Jerry would be. Or what their drinks would be. Man, those two were ones that we talked about so much with personality types and who they are. Yeah. Um, there, there, there were numerous cocktails that came to mind that we had done, but no specific products. But I do think there could be a lot of fun with some of the special releases and things like that that we've worked on that could that could fall in line with those for sure. Nice. That's awesome. I wish we were there to see all the heated debates between between characters i could see it getting getting real intense there was only one that there was no debate and that was ron swanson goes to bourbon the rest of it the rest of it there was constant debate on for sure would you also say the uh, ghost hill is the best paired with a steak of all your offerings without question and i'm disappointed <laughs> that i left that out if there was ever a scenario where i would request all the bacon, it would be alongside <laughs> a shot of ghost pill or a bottle of ghost pill, I suppose. Well done. Well yeah, done. as you were talking, so we have a lot of the the bottles here actually with us. And so as you were talking, we were looking at them and lifting them up and showing them to each other like, oh, it's going to be this one. Who's it going to be? And trying to figure it out and guess. So that was a fun game on our end as well. That's awesome. And, you know, it, it helps, too, just as a, a quick little aside, but it, it helps with folks that are, you know, we, we could talk to a distributor, we could talk to a salesperson, and you sit down in front of them and you feel as if you're so unique and special, but in reality, they've, they've talked to you over a thousand different suppliers that year. So we found that associating with music, with art, with things like that, really does help establish kind of a firmer representation and personality of the brand. So, you know, we've done it with, you know, taking whiskeys through which genre of rock and roll does each whiskey remind you of and things like that. So 
it's always a fun practice and people walk off with like their own personalized story to explain because it's been from like, you know, their recollection, their words on, on why that works. Now I'm kind of curious about the, the rock genres for each whiskey. No, we don't have time for that. Oh, but there's no time. There's no time. It's okay. Well, that'll be a separate conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly. And we'll, we'll, we'll get some, some, some hair metal bands with us too to, at that point. So. Excellent. Do you have, very quickly, who's your favorite hair metal band? Death Leopard. Excellent. We'll pour some sugar out in honor. <laughs> Cinderella, a close second. <laughs> Mine's probably Twisted Sister. Uh, we're not going to take it. it. was one of my first wow. first songs I learned on guitar, and their uh, cover of Leader of the Pack was pretty much career suicide, so I applaud them for it. <laughs> well played. Sean and Haley are shrugging at their... Uh... We don't know anything. Well, we I don't know anything about this. So I'm just, I don't know the names of... I'm watching from afar. Yeah, I'm bad at names of bands and singers and songs. If it's Nirvana, I can tell you. If it's not, mm, I'll just guess. <laughs> That's funny. Part of part of the episode that you guys cho- chose, I thought was so funny. The uh, the Jerry's painting was one that we had actually talked about before, and <clears throat> being such a funny thing about you know women's power and powerful women and how they get represented, um, and and often often it is like there's still just this nature of, you know, in, in, in Texas, in, in whiskey in general, in bourbon in general, there's this new thing of talking about, like, women of whiskey and women of bourbon. And and the thing that's the most frustrating is that we're still such a male-driven industry that, that, that comes across in such an awkward manner. Because it's 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 like oh look we're talking about women that are in the whiskey how sweet of us to give them a nod, but but it should just be that it's it's secondary that it's all about the whiskey it's all about the bourbon and the industry, and to me it shows just how antiquated our industry is, and like you know in a lot of ways like Jerry's way of showing Leslie is a powerful woman and at the same time sexualizing her is a lot of the challenges that women face in our industry. Um, and it's awkward for me, like as a white male, to, to be a guy to to be the person to speak to this. But we see it all the time, you know, like with people come out to our property. And for example, my my wife um, is our creative director. My mom runs our gift shop. You know, we have several amazingly talented women that work with us in very high level positions, both from marketing. Um, marketing and sales. And then I would also say in production folks that are there as well as in our service staff, our kitchen. And it's, it's not about, don't look at us. We're hiring women. It's just that you're hiring the best talent and you're bringing the best people to the jobs. And there's just, there's a lot of this that's happened in, in the whiskey industry. That's been almost overstated about, you know, it, it becomes almost like parallel to a marketing term to talk about, you know, whisk, women of whiskey and these things where I feel like it's doing a borderline disservice to the jobs they do and what they're all about because it should just be understood in this industry. Like it's 2019 and it just seems so far removed that that's something that brands feel like they need to hang their hat on and talk about. Um, and I'm probably 
poking at a bunch of people I shouldn't be poking at by saying that. <laughs> Keep poking. But it's just something that, that this episode in particular hit me for. But yeah, you know, our, our industry is sadly, you know, almost completely devoid of, um, you know, minorities, of, of women, of anyone in positions of power and decision making. And when they do come into a position of decision making, a position of influence, a, you know, executive level suite position or something close to that, they're expected to respond the same way that the powers that be would handle things. And that's part of the culture that has to change just to just across the spirits world and across what we're doing is that, you know, if we're truly going to, to embrace this, if we're going to become like where every other industry frankly is, you have to step back and people have to be able to be in charge. You can't, you can't hire someone just because you feel like, Oh, it'd be really cool if we had a lesbian in this position. That's not what that's about. It's about a change of culture, a change of the way you think, a change of the way that you approach things. And I think that there's a conversation there that needs to happen, and I believe it's happening at a snail's pace. But I think it's something that needs to be expedited because it, it shouldn't be handled the way that it is being handled, and the conversation needs to move ahead in our industry, and it's something that Treaty Oak as a company is focused on fixing and giving a voice to everyone that's in our company. You know, it's a very diversified group and we wear that like a badge. And it's, it's something that I'm very proud of that everyone has the same opportunity regardless of what their background is. Yeah. I think that's something that we try to hit on a lot to kind of in these episodes, a lot of it comes up because, you know, this show did come out in the late 2000s, uh, what, 2007, 2009. So there's a lot of things that even though that snail space has been creeping forward, it's like, yeah, we really haven't come that far. Or in some places, maybe we have come a long way. So there's a lot of things as we're going through these episodes and we're watching them, we're like, oh, wow, this is happening. Um, Or for instance, there was a beauty pageant episode that I think we all felt a little bit uncomfortable watching um, and kind of talking about that. So, yeah, I'm glad we're able to have these conversations now, but it's definitely one of those things where it's not just your industry, it's all industries where we kind of need to push this forward. Um, And I have three different jobs and I see it very differently in each of those. And I think it's really interesting because I work in a nonprofit and then I work in a for-profit and then I work uh, as a nanny. And it's just kind of those expectations and all of those different positions are really different. And you can see the difference when there is a culture that does accept diversity and people from diverse backgrounds, as opposed to those that are driven in other ways. Yes, you're absolutely right. It's, it's everywhere that we look, you continue to see those and, and have these conversations. And, you know, in our industry, the expectations that are put on, on, on females a lot of times to, you know, go out and see accounts late at night. And, you know, talking to my own team, they don't even feel safe. And it's just, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an uncomfortable part of our industry that we simply, you know, as Treaty Oak, one of the things that we push ourselves for is, you know, transparency to a painful point. And, you know, being transparent is such a, such a catchy marketing phrase right now. And everybody thinks it's like, well, can you blockchain back to a particular farm or something along those lines? But it's the social structure of your business. It's how you treat the people that are in it. It's how you're affecting 
society, both on a grand and a microcosmic local scale. And all of those things are what's important to us is that, is that to show that we can build up a company to be a national brand, but still be impactful in people's lives in positive manners. And a lot of that comes from uncomfortable conversations. Like today we had some amazing people in um, that joined a group of bartenders for discussion out at the distillery. They ran from a, a amazing bar up in Chicago called the Swill Inn. Um, and then one of my close friends, Travis Tober over at Nickel City. <clears throat> and what we were going over, what we were talking about was really just like, you know, mental wellness in our industry. And it's a very uncomfortable talk that, you know, addiction rears its head in what we do, that, you know, abusive relationships, that abuse from your customers, that all of these things happen, that you know, the stress is an absurd level for a lot of bartenders and restaurant owners that work, you know, 60 to 100 hours a week nonstop. And finding the things that can set your mind right, meditation, working out, you know, just reading, reading for the, for the love of reading, all of those things are so key to being able to be in this industry long term and not just be in it and flame out. So, a lot of that is, is kind of where Treaty Oak likes to go and a lot of the conversations that I pride myself personally in being able to get involved in and support those that want to talk about them and just making this industry better. It's not going away. We ought to make it something that we're all proud to be a part of. Awesome. We appreciate you having those conversations and keep keep up the good work. Word, man. Well, I appreciate the time today and uh, love the episode of Jerry's painting and I think you guys are doing some fun stuff man if I could ever be back I'd, I'd love to get to come back again and chat with y'all absolutely we'll have you on again uh, maybe a few few seasons down when, once we've met a few new people and we can uh, maybe pair some cocktails with them that sounds outstanding man awesome well thanks so much Daniel we'll talk soon thanks Daniel y'all take care man one more bit of news before we close today we found out that peggy lipton the mother of rashida jones passed away this week after a struggle with cancer so we just want to kind of say like she was an amazing woman with an amazing career and our hearts go out to her family and everyone struggling with cancer all right sean you ready i know what the episode's called Ah, I don't. Okay, next episode is... Eagleton. Go. So that's the city where Chris and Ben are from. Maybe they got... That's not... Keep going, though. Hurry. They're from Eagleton, Indiana. Right? No. Oh, I don't know what it's... It's some city they got to go to and they got to win all the things because they are losers. (laughs) 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 They got to win all the things because they're losers. Sorry, I should have just let you talk first. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's all right. I. Do you want to read it? Way off. No. Um, <laughs> but we'll. Uh, we're excited to see it, Eagleton. I mean, maybe it's the city they're good, from. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I feel like we'll Ben's see. probably from the city he was the mayor of, which was what, like Apricotsville. Apricotsville. Something like that. Peach Town. Skate Town. No. Mm-mm. Ice Town. That's what he wanted to make. That's what it I is. feel like yeah. it was Apricot. Ice Clown. Something close to that. Anyway. Sure. So if I, th- I think this is our longest episode ever because we just had a smorgasbord of uh, of chili of chili. 
Correct. Another wonderful contest. Well, uh, so before Sean struggles anymore, I follow us on Twitter, Parks Wrecked Pod. Holler at us on Facebook, Parks Wrecked Pod. Dollar at us on email at parksrectpod at gmail.com or just visit parksrectpod.com and you'll see all of those things and uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts. But if you're listening to this, you probably already know where you listen to podcasts. Did you say dollar? So at tell us? a friend. He sure yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did. Rhymes with holler. Oh. Eight two pounds of chili. Parks and Rec. This is the end of the podcast. It's over. You don't have to listen anymore. Podcast is over now. Thanks for tuning in. Close your app. Listen to the radio. Or listen to the next episode.